This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for July 8, 2012. The Gospel is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 6, verses 1 through 13. The message is by Father Dick Palmer. Jesus said this, he said, only in his own hometown among his relatives and in his own house is a prophet without honor. Now he said this to people who lost out on the miracle of healing and the casting out of demons. All the ministry Jesus longed to do for them. All the miracles that he had done as he journeyed around the country. The most he could accomplish in his own hometown among his own people was to lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. The gospel says that he was blocked from their lives from meeting their deepest needs and was amazed at their lack of faith. What got in the way? Simply this. They had already formed opinions about him. How does this kid come off telling us this stuff when we've known him and his family all his life? Come on, we know him. He's just a carpenter. Remember that story of Jairus' daughter? Jairus came to Jesus in desperation, begging Jesus to come and heal his dying child. In order to minister to this child, Jesus found it necessary to do one thing. He had to rid the house of all those who thought they knew. The ones who sneered at the possibility that Jesus could come in off the street and reverse a process that they had already decided was finished. They'd written the child off as a goner. And you know, so many times in his earthly ministry, Jesus encountered this hard-headed, unhearing skepticism. In the end, I think, I know he wept. He wept over what he knew to be the hardness of his people. They were like those of Ezekiel's time, an open-mouthed, stubborn, and obstinate people, unwilling to listen to the prophets. And you know, there, there are three ways of thinking about things. There are strongly held opinions, firmly held beliefs, and then there's simple faith. And Jesus met with all of these. The simple faith of such people as Jairus of the woman who reached out to touch his robe, of a centurion who asked Jesus simply to speak healing, speak healing for his daughter. Many instances in which healing took place immediately because, as the Lord often pointed out, those who asked had the faith to receive, the faith to receive what he could give. Strongly held opinions cause a lot of problems in the world and in the church. Closed minds don't listen. 
Those minds are vehemently defensive and they block off many times what the Lord would like to tell us. I was one of those once. What the Lord would like to do for us. We have our opinions and they usually come from or lead to an either-or mindset. Which says, I'm right. That means that someone who differs with my opinion is wrong. A case in point is the argument between the people who argue for evolutionism and those who are turned creationists. Who's right? Who cares? Faith says that God created. And I'm sure most of you know that the first five words of the Bible are the beginning of faith. In the beginning, God created. Nowhere, absolutely nowhere, does faith require that we explain how he did it. But we certainly experience growth and change as process and movement. Perhaps it doesn't have to be in either or proposition. The people of Jesus' hometown were caught up in an either-or thinking. Either this guy's the person we know, or he's the person he claims to be. Of course, they had their opinions about which. But the truth was and is, yes, he is. Both the carpenter from down the street and the worker of miracles, both fully man and fully God. You and, I, you and I need to sit loose to what we believe about things and hold fast to our faith in the person who came to do miraculous things for us. We kind of need to be like little children, reaching to our Father for what we really need. And we can base our lives finally only on what we can receive by faith and not in those things our minds can either apprehend for us or the thing that we require our minds to understand. I'm a perfect example of what I guess I'm asking you to do or to be if you haven't already done so. I didn't go to seminary till I'm here as a priest, able to talk to you and do the Eucharist because at 50 years old, I finally knew what being a Christian was all about. I was a parishioner down at St. Luke's in Bath, Ohio. They started to have prayer, sir, the prayer, prayer and praise services on Sunday night. That wasn't my shtick. Things I'm, I like them in a book. I don't like to sit around the circle and sing and praise whenever the urge strikes me. 
I had a daughter and my wife that went every Sunday night. I didn't. It wasn't my thing. One night my daughter was couldn't go. Guess who my wife made go with her? And it was one of the most un. It was one of the most miserable evenings I think I have ever spent. <laughs> that was that was pretty good. <laughs> Felt like I was in a Baptist church there for a minute. <laughs> there were 30 people because St. Luke's at that time was a little mission church. It hadn't grown much. Chuck, uh, Irish was the priest. 30 If there were 30 people there, we sat in a circle, prayed and sang whenever the urge struck us. I was not comfortable. I didn't like that. At the end of that service, we took Dave Skeggs, who I'd known for years, a crippled boy, a crippled man. They sat him in a chair, laid hands on him for healing. Twenty-nine laid hands on him. Number thirty didn't, because that I didn't believe in that. I had an opinion. I saw Dave's leg grow four inches in five minutes. It blew me out of the water. I'd been a Christian. I went to church on Sunday. I served in the vestry. I was a lay reader. Then during the week, I kind of, I was a good boy, but I did what felt good. You know, I went home that night. I read the Bible, I think, really read it for the first time. And in three, four years, I felt the Lord's asking me to come into service and do go to seminary. I was 50 years old. But really, that was the beginning of my life. I left it. I was president of a bank. I left a well-paying job. But the Lord called. I was never satisfied in those days. Since I've been a priest, I just keep wanting to know more about him. And this is what I'm asking you. As Christians, become stronger. Become firmer in your faith. Because I believe the day is coming when you're going to have to defend it. In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, Paul said this, We walk by faith, not by sight. And finally, friends, that's what you and I need to do.
We need to walk by faith, not by sight. Our five senses and our minds can walk us through our daily lives and frequently serve us fairly well. But they can also deceive us. So we need to take care that we don't put too much faith in our own perception. Get too sold on our own opinions. Or even our own firmly held beliefs. So that we close our minds to what God wants to say to us. And we find ourselves sneering at miracles and discounting God's ability to work mighty acts of healing and deliverance. How? Through that guy that lived down the street. In the New Testament reading, Paul says, when I'm weak, I'm strong. A both and statement that somehow sums up the scriptures that we've heard today. When I am least sure, I'm right. When I'm least sure, I'm right. I may be closest to the truth. Amen. You are just listening to Come and See. Come and See is a production of St. Andrew's Anglican Church in Lewis Center, Ohio. St. Andrew's is also available online at www.standrewspolaris.org. Please join us again when we invite you to come and see.